1: day My name is Seb Philpot.
2: And my name is Verity Simmons. And this is Three in a Bar. Hello.
1: Welcome to listeners, readers, mm. tasters. Yes. Uh, feelers <laughs> and smellers.
2: You're all welcome here.
1: All welcome. All of the you. senses.
2: Yeah. We like you all.
1: Uh, now, <laughs> this one is, I would say, a different one.
2: Yeah. Curveball.
1: Slightly different. Yeah. Slightly different thing.
2: That's Uh, right. And
1: I think Verity is the best place to explain what's going on.
2: Okay. Right. So every now and again, we do this, don't we? I see somebody that I think is dead interesting who lives around near me. and, (laughs) um, And I say, come on, Seb, we can do this. And we started with wine tasting, which was excellent. And now we've moved into the literary world because today... We have got Amy Madill for you, who is the owner of Flocks Books, and this week's episode is about music in literature. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's a really interesting thing, and. But to be honest, this came to pass because initially I have a real bugbear, which I say in this episode, about um, the writing about musicians. uh, If people in literature have written about musicians, basically, and the way that they're portrayed. And I just don't think they get it right often. Anyway, it led me to think, let's talk to Amy about it and see if she's got any great suggestions of reads about music. That are good. <laughs> but then, yeah, I mean, it's not just that. It was, we've talked about musicians' biographies, haven't we? We've talked
1: about... Yeah, uh, musicians that have written fiction.
2: Yes, yeah.
1: And also music that is inspired by literature.
2: That's right.
1: Literature inspired by music.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are many, many angles on this. But first and foremost, yeah. Amy, Amy is a fantastically interesting incredibly well-read person who like Very. every time I've been in there. so she owns Flocks in Leighton um she grew up in Northern Ireland she studied at Trinity in Dublin and then she she worked at Shakespeare and Co in Paris like her she's got this incredible uh knowledge and foundation in literature and in books and she just enthusiast sorry enthusiases. <laughs> Infuses. Mm-hmm.
1: have you been reading lots of books for <laughs> yeah you can tell <laughs>
2: um, she, yeah, anytime I've been up there she can pick a book for any occasion and that is another thing isn't it we asked her about that
1: yeah she reads five books a week
2: yes that's Something a like lot
1: that. I think I read that somewhere or maybe she told us yeah but that yeah. is a lot
2: it is a hell of a lot and she reads yeah. at speed we watched her in action
1: yeah you'll hear yeah. that yeah you will I know dead air is a crime Mm. on an audio (laughs) medium, but it's worth it. Yeah, we went with it. to hear her in action.
2: It's a chance for you to use your imaginations. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, have a think, listener, while you're listening to this. If you can think of any books or bits of music that have been inspired by music or books or vice versa, and biographies by musicians, and fiction by musicians that sort of thing have a think yeah. and get in touch yeah do let do. us know what you like yeah and maybe uh you know comment in the in you know when we've like posted about this episode <laughs> yes comment underneath oh that'd be nice and then let's let's start a discussion
2: oh that would be nice i love Should a discussion yeah and um yeah just to say as well yeah. For all of you out there who might be embarking on work again, wowsers, what? great, then yeah. she gives us um, some choices on books that you could read maybe in the pit or if you've got free time in rehearsals or in between rehearsals. She also gives us a selection of ideas for if you're on tour and you're travelling. So there's, there's a lot to listen to here, and we will stick a reading list on our show notes that she's yeah. given us.
1: This episode also features a cameo by someone else yes it does and i guess you'll work out who that is during the show <laughs> pretty quickly i should i guess we should also say this isn't sponsored by Flocks.
2: no i wish it were sorry amy that's all yeah. right you don't have to sponsor <laughs> no, us obviously
1: <laughs> but um it's a good bookshop go and check it out mm. if you're in that area
2: yeah it's brilliant
1: but this is this is just uh, free free advertising for the for the bookshop and right. books yeah I and guess. books in general they're a good thing. Books. You might have not read a book for a while. So try it. Try reading a book. Yeah. I bought a viz the other day as a sort of gateway.
2: Oh, well done. That's a, that's a starting yeah. platform, isn't it?
1: I've read most of The letterbox. Yeah. And uh, Mrs. Brady, Old Lady.
2: There. <laughs> well done. So
1: I'm getting back into literature.
2: Yeah. Good. I'm reading a lovely book myself at the moment by yeah, Kate Atkinson. Reading? It's called Human Croquet. Very Good. Mm very good excellent author
1: well should we get into the chat
2: yes let's do that
1: do you want to introduce it
2: okay so here is our chat with amy madill
1: So, Verity, yeah. what what's your plan with this interview? Because this is, uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> because, well, usually we talk to musicians and yeah. musical guests, and uh, the, well, I mean, you're, you're predominantly a musician or a musical guest. But but you, you, uh, do you have a music section in your bookshop? No, no. Uh, but, but but we've got we've got a plan with this.
2: We have. We've got. I feel like we've got a three pronged attack. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Tell me. So I'm really interested. Well, the three things. So first of all, I'm really interested about musical form within literature because actually like there's a whole load of, obviously in music you have so much that's based on on literature so things like Scheherazade or then like some of the ballets or the operas that are very very much based on but the other way around I was speaking to Rob and I know you did this at book club and I know that uh, this is one of your favorite books but the Cast of McCullers yeah. Art is a lonely hunter. Yeah, It's just reading about it is actually in it's based on a musical form, isn't it? And I was yeah. wondering if you could expand on that for us. No,
0: <laughs> well, God. And so much. <laughs> I mean, I that's that would be the, the best person to speak to would be Rob, because I don't really understand <laughs> the musical form so much. No, I don't
3: want Hello, I'm Rob, and I'm married to one of the presenters of a Bar Pod. You can decide which one. Before COVID, I was a member of Flock's Books book group, which met monthly. And um, the best thing about the group was that Amy would choose the text each month. So we got a real array of styles and eras of fiction. And one of the books she gave us was The Heart is a Lonely Hunter by Carson McCulloughs. And that was actually one of the few discussions where I felt I could contribute a bit. Um, McCullers had a really short, tragic life. She, she was in an abusive relationship. Um, she suffered illness. Um, but she was an amazing pianist, and she actually gained a place at Juilliard. And consequently, music was lifeblood for her. And McCullough's described this book itself as a three-part fugue. And there's a girl in the book called Mick, who is said to have been autobiographical to an extent and Mick is obsessed with music and it's a private solace for her she listens to Beethoven's Eroica symphony and it has a profound effect on her Uh, she tries to make a violin from scratch she talks about Mozart a lot and she learns piano and the novel as a whole has characters that intertwine in a musically in a fugal way at various points throughout and the overall effect is, is cinematic it's really beautiful and a lot of the novel is set in a bar and um I think of it as like looking in at at the Hopper painting Nighthawks. Anyway, have a read. Bye.
0: But it is a really good example. So, like, I was thinking about when you asked me to do this. Yeah. So I have scribbled down some notes because I was thinking about it last night. I was definitely thinking about where music intersects with literature Mm -hmm. and how it intersects with literature. And, you know, it's quite interesting that it is present in most books in some way. And it definitely falls into like the three categories. And this is what, not definitive, but this mm. is what came to mind, was you've either got like books that use music as a trope or to kind of set a scene. And those are really common. Like if you think about your reading habits, how often somebody describes, often in a really terrible way, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm sitting in the cafe listening to and, and, you know, I was reminded off. Yeah. Or she walked into, you know, the club with so-and-so playing and felt euphoric. Like, it's a really good way of building a mood for many authors. I mean, it's yeah. quite a skill because it can feel quite superfluous sometimes or sort of a bit arbitrary. But if you get it right, it is quite amazing. Yeah. And then I think the other sort of genre that includes music would be books that feature musicians um, and they're reasonably prolific. So it's either an imaginary group, so like The Commitments and um, the Robbie Doyle book, you know, yeah. a book that is entirely written about a fictional set of musicians or books that aren't necessarily set about musicians, but that have very well-known musicians popping into them. Yeah. So there was one I read a while ago called The Dakota Winters, which was actually about a TV host and his son. But this building that they lived in was populated by the rich and famous. And he had a very unique relationship with John Lennon, who popped in and out of the book. um, And he was one of the central characters.
2: And was the author there, um, was that somebody that he knew? Did he have experience or was this just like a fictional? Totally fictional. Because, I mean, the thing about
0: private, the private lives of musicians is, you know, when you go into cataloging what or where they were you know you have to stick to a certain amount of truth and then it becomes mm. a, f- a form of musician's autobiography and that would be the third one is like books yeah. specifically about a musician or a musical genre and that's very much non-fiction even though that's still literature but when you are talking about their private lives you have a poetic license so i mean sticking on the john lennon theme there's a book by kevin barry who's just i mean he's an amazing amazing author called Beetlebone, and supposedly john lennon bought an island off the coast of west coast of ireland but he was assassinated before he could visit it
2: oh really and wow. this
0: is the fictional journey it starts with john lennon in a cab with a real what we would call kulchi like real country taxi driver and it's the <laughs> idea that if john lennon had made it to the island could it have been redemptive would he still be here if he'd made it to the island yeah um so you know, once you go beyond or behind the stage into their private lives, you do have a sort of poetic license. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously you can't go too far. It be a lawsuit. But <laughs> yeah. there is a certain amount of that. Yeah. And yeah, and the third one we were saying was like the the pure nonfiction books. Yes. But what's really, really interesting is I would say that there's a lot of academic stuff for that. And then there's like a few big hard hitters that are kind of popular, yeah. popular publications, you know, sort of Faber Socials and all those guys. But where I'm seeing the real development in that is kids' books. Kids' books have started to become like quite obsessed with music.
1: All oh, right. right. Yeah.
0: So, you know, you know, the story orchestra set, which yeah. is the um, retelling of ballets and pieces of classical music that you have like actual buttons that press it play snippets they're of the music they're
2: so much better they're amazing we they really
0: are yeah but it's the whole way through so like there's one um it's just like called once upon a rhythm which is a story of music and like the graphics are insane they're oh. so beautiful it yeah. really almost like almost matisse like and yeah. just gorgeous right through to the real popular culture so like the the little people big dreams series yeah that everyone loves, you know. yes. The latest publication is RuPaul and uh, David Bowie and Elton John. And, oh, I you love know, him. like, it's right. really cool. It's really, really cool. Have you got those for Stella? No, I have They're though. so good. Yeah. And Beautiful. Also the one that you, I think, would be really pertinent for you guys is um bestseller from Francis Lincoln called uh, The Bear and the Piano. Um yeah. it's a board book now. It's, it's aimed at, like, really little ones. Yeah. It's a bear who learns to play the piano, becomes a, like an amazing concert pianist is playing like the albert hall but misses the woods and goes back to perform for his friends
2: Aww. and like do you <laughs> know what i
0: mean oh, like yeah. they're really engaging with the lives of musicians yeah as well as the subject of music and i think I've, that's the place where i've kind of seen the most like
2: obvious engagement with it well that's really heartening isn't it mm. because i think like i mean i've whinged enough about music education yeah. Not being up to scratch and things at the moment, especially for in primary school, you're not seeing it as much as you used to, like singing or even music classes. Oh, the oh. recorder. Oh. Except
0: in Ireland, it's a tin whistle. Can you imagine it? Is okay. that what you started out? Can you, yeah. Can you, you imagine do. a whole class of tin whistles? Oh.
2: <laughs> oh, lovely. Can you crack out a good tune on a tin whistle? I used to be able to, but God knows now. I mean, I
0: think I probably, we had, so we had one cat. That was obsessed with the tin whistle, and um, <laughs> if you played it like a snake charmer, she'd just roll around. <laughs> so we had it like wow. in, had it for some reason had it at the bottom of the stairs in our house just just so that we could like torture Binka every so often. <laughs> but <for the>, like, oh, <laughs> she loved it. She'd be drooling and rolling. I was like, oh, the cat's Irish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, brilliant.
1: <laughs> did you? So you, you learned a bit of tin whistle at school. Did you do any more than that? Was that oh, did, God no?
0: no. Um, I'm not a uh, not the person to speak to about <laughs> playing an instrument. Um, I did I did guitar at primary school and a bit of secondary school, which was fun, but yeah. I kind of did it because I went to a grammar school and everyone plays an instrument. Um, and then I switched to singing in probably like my second year. And I really, really enjoyed that. And we had an amazing chamber choir, like quite small. So I was in that for quite a long time. Yeah. Um, I think my main issue was I loved to sing. I loved to be in that group and, and sort of have that challenge of trying to, trying to make something work. But I wasn't dedicated enough to really learn to read music very well. So I can do it by, I could do it very easily by ear. I just only had to hear it a few times and I'd be okay. So I then had to get out of jail free card for not yes. really learning to read music, which you hit a point where you can't just listen to it. Like you have to learn to read it. So I got to that <laughs> point and I was like, mm-hmm, no, 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 right. that will be a no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it was great. It was great fun at the time. I loved it.
1: I've been to to Cork and done lots of school assemblies and things around yeah. there. And we go with like a brass quintet. And mostly people hadn't really seen brass before. But nearly all of them had to learn like trad music, trad instruments.
0: It's, um, it depended. I mean, we I went to a, a grammar school that would have traditionally been quite Protestant. And then was becoming much more i don't want to say mixed because mixed doesn't it's not really like if you say mixed you're sort of saying you're two different things yeah it sort of became more apolitical and a religious yeah um to the extent that since i've left even though it's a a very old school um they have been really kind of revolutionary like they've introduced uh, irish lessons and you can choose to play like hockey as everyone would everyone has to play hockey but you know i can play camogie as well which is the uh, camogie is the girl's equivalent of hurling oh yeah so it's brutal and fast <laughs> and you can hit you can run you can dribble you can score goals you can it's i mean it's brilliant it sounds Camo-
2: right up my street yeah you
0: have to wear a helmet because it's pretty brutal wow. um and have you Great. ever seen you've seen a hurling paddle like yeah. they it's basically that, yeah. so yeah, they're brutal. <laughs> they're a
2: weapon. But so is a
0: hockey stick to be
2: fair. I yeah, had some interest on that. <laughs> my my um, hockey teacher used to say, Go on Verity, hit them, sorry, hit it. <laughs> 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 work, work for me. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I mean we did have
0: everything. There was a bit of everything you could choose. Most instruments we had outside tutors that came in for most instruments. Yeah. Um we did have a brass band. And yeah, we did have groups for just about everything when I when I think about it. Um really quite lucky because grammar schools there are they're really good. Yeah. they really, really good Our music department. I remember being quite big and it had like a mixing room and it had all these different practice rooms and it was a department.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, that's
0: great. Which was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool.
2: Um, Cycling background to, so yeah, if we sorry. go in on that, no, on the music biography, autobiography side of things, um, I mean, I've read a few... I read the really good Beatles one, Re- Revolution in the... Is it called Revolutionary Revolution in, the, Ro- in the Head no. or Revolution in the Mind? Something, uh, oh, uh, God. I but we studied... Because we were studying it at college, Sergeant yeah. Pepper. But are there any ones that are coming out at the moment that are really, really good? Oh, that's a good question. Um, there are...
0: I mean, there's been a bit of a glut of sort of quite commercial ones. Yeah. You know, like, if you think back to the last Christmas or... Yeah, it would have been last Christmas. You know, it's sort of Elton John mm. and uh, sort of bigger commercial ones. Obviously, the the Bob Dylan reissues and things because of his 80th birthday. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd well, say that, yeah.
1: Morrissey had, had one out, didn't he, on... Uh with Penguin Classics,
0: yes, yeah, that was kind of
1: controversially like so,
0: oh moved, moved him into Penguin Classics, actually, yeah, um, which was, yeah, it was a big deal because you usually have to be well dead and sort yeah. of buried <laughs> yeah. to like to move into the Penguin and Classics. He, he, ironically,
1: he's is pretty well dead now, isn't he? I mean, it's sort of his reputation
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: quite.
0: quite. Well, we, oh we,
1: we would get him on the podcast if he was, would we get him on? No, um, let's not
2: only. I want to wear the hurling full gear, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get anywhere yeah, near I him. i like un- yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, um, He's a wronging, isn't he? It, <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard because I love
0: the Smiths. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I love the Smiths, especially because I grew up with extremely unusual music tastes for a white Northern Irish girl. Right. Um, because my uncle was one of the big wigs at Island Records. Oh, really? So oh, cool. Yeah. So I grew up with like reggae, ska, yeah. and then automatically transferred that to a kind of love of, sort of punk and grunge. So that was my listening while everyone else was on like Bewitched and Spice Girls. Yeah. I was well into the Smiths. Um, yeah. So that was, it's really hard to throw the baby out of the bathwater because obviously I don't <laughs> agree politically with what he's doing now. Mm. Um,
1: but I still love the songs.
0: Yeah. Oh, and yeah, it's hard yeah. to like, di- it's hard to ditch the punk. <laughs> so definitely. What were your
1: bands then, punk bands? Late 90s is this.
0: Oh, no. So I would have been such an oddball and loved older Definitely. So right, I really I loved um people like The Clash. I really loved the Smiths. I loved Nirvana. You know, just like I was like ten yeah. years too young. Like yeah, just yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? Um I loved in reggae lots and lots of people, but like had like a little secret. I think one of my favourite gigs I ever went to was like Toots and the May oh, yeah. You know Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like a lot of the kind of more commercial side of reggae, which yeah. I endured
1: Um what about Scar? Did you listen to that?
0: A little bit, not so much. Um, I found it a little bit madness dominated. It it, it kind of has to be. I'm definitely a a music for a a mood type of person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't swear allegiance to anything. And I don't say anything's off the cards when I'm listening. And my Spotify is like demonic. (laughs) (laughs) All over the place. Um, But no, I really enjoyed a lot of the kind of grungier side rather than the I, mean, I, I enjoy what the sex pistols do but I don't love listening to it no. I love the slits um yeah you know, all this might guys. be a bit of
2: an obvious question to ask but do you focus on lyrics and did you before as well is it something that's important to you when you're listening to music or can you disassociate that
0: oh it's, it's an interesting one so I know no names of any songs and I'm very bad at the names of bands, which is in complete contrast to being able to remember many authors and many books. But as soon as the song starts within a first sort of couple of minutes, I'll know what it is, or sort of first couple of seconds, I'll know what it is. And I'll be singing along. And I've been taking the lyrics in without even knowing. Yeah. So I think that might be part of the, the kind of literacy side of things, because, I mean, I speed read. If you see it, yeah, I mean, I'm not aware I'm doing it, but if you see it, it's quite a phenomenon, apparently. Um, so I'll just literally have a book and I'll be going, turn, turn, turn. And my husband's going, there's no way you can be wow. taking oh, that in. Wow. Wait, how fast are
1: you turning those pages?
0: Sorry. So, I mean, I'm probably turning, let me see. I mean, start of a chapter, I'm probably reading...
2: So I'm intrigued. I'm to, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, oh, that yeah. Was, that was a turn there. That was yeah. a turn. That, that was a quick so, turn. Fifteen seconds. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, and and that's taking in exactly what's. Written. That's it's
0: a finishing a chapter about um, her dog and taking the dog for a walk, and then she's starting back in January, and it's about whether or not you want a mirror between your legs when you're giving birth. There we go. Wow. There yeah. we are. So, Tennis lessons by <laughs>
1: Susanna Dickey. That's yeah. right.
0: Um, Summed up in a nutshell there. So, <laughs> so, yeah. That's mean, amazing, yeah. But I think that's what I think that's what the lyrics it's the same process. Yeah.
2: So are you put off then by if you heard something and the music might be like something really catchy or really good, but the lyrics are a bit trite, will that rule it out for you or are you quite good at separating those things? No, I'm quite good at separating them because yeah. I think
0: occasionally I sometimes Take the the words in so quickly mm. that I, I'm not aware of taking them in. I mean, it happens in the shop all the time. Well, yeah. I have something on, and I'll suddenly realise that I'm singing along and there's an expletive in there. <laughs> I'm like, I'm change the change the music quickly yeah. because I've taken those words in, not being not being particularly put off by how ridiculous they are. Yeah. Um, and then have just sort of imbued those lyrics. I would definitely start to become disengaged if a lot i find a lot of very a uh, very pop music yeah to try and i'll be like oh, that's, i mean it's ridiculous and i won't listen to that that's yeah. probably the only genre that i get ticked off by the lyrics
2: well that's like that's i suppose that's the thing why you went for somebody like morrissey you you know these they're great lyricists aren't they yeah. these oh, yeah. guys yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely and that was really interesting
0: actually when we were discussing the Doing this, and then last night when I was like, Oh, you know, I must just actually think about what I think. (laughs) I I come at it from books that mention music or that are involved in music. And then just as I was kind of like, Right, okay, need to crack on with some other work, I suddenly went, Hang on a second, that's me coming from my bias of being you know, so passionate about literature and living and working with it. What happens when music is the other way around, books inform music. Mm. And so I did a quick Google and it was fascinating. It was absolutely fascinating. Like I don't know, it goes all the way through. I noted some of the ones down that I just found so bizarre. So obviously I forgot like things like Wuthering Heights like it oh yes. yeah, yeah that's yeah. a classic yeah. you know I'm sure there's loads of people just like shouting at me now going like there's so many examples <laughs> yeah. but then I also saw things like you know Sympathy from the Devil oh yeah Oh yeah. the Rolling Stones <laughs> is um, Master and Margarita Mikhail Bugalov oh Bu- Bugalov. Um, yeah completely
2: influenced by that and
0: uh, Mick
1: Jagger oh, I did and said that. not know
2: that yeah. um, heard that just the other night I know yeah and went to see um, uh, Cruella it was very good actually i enjoyed it have you seen it not yet good yeah it's
0: pretty good long but it goes on and on no sorry i was was fascinated by this yeah so ramble on by led zeppelin is lord of the rings and when you hear that you're like oh yeah of course but then i was like okay is this a phenomenon that is now over because i was really struggling to think about modern artists and then I managed to find a few, and I was like, oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, go on. So, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Ken Kunta is uh, Things Fall Apart. Chinua Achebe. Yes. Right. Which, um, so Chinua Achebe is, like, the Nobel Prize-winning... I can't... Is he Nigerian or Kenyan? He's... Kenyan, I think. Um, And Things Fall Apart is just, like, epic. It's Penguin Modern Classic. Um, And it's to do with... uh, Sort of manhood and and growing up and coming of age, but also about this currency of yams. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, Kendrick Lamar keeps talking about the currency of, of yams. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's the
1: fascinating. Thing.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. He's whipping it out I it, Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you
1: can smell it when I'm walking down the street. They, they talk about the yams got to Richard Pryor. And so, talking about like, like, The evil of of money and, like, I guess, like um, temptation and.
0: Yeah, because things fall apart. It's all about the bringing, the sort of disintegration of traditional tribal lines and traditional tribal structures, Mm. um, you know, from outside influences within pressures, uh, internal pressures. So I can so see how that would be transferable. And it's fascinating. And then the one that totally just made me go, duh, was. Little Nas X and yeah. Montero, call me by my name, like yeah. big anthem, obviously, yeah. massive anthem. Call me by your, um, call me
2: by my name is Andre Assimon. Oh yeah, what the one that the, was turned into the film? Exactly. Call
0: me by
1: your name. Yeah, yeah, with with uh, Timothy Chalamet. Yes, yes. Great that's so, so that's
0: so Andre Asiman, which is right. uh, like best-selling coming of age, yeah. uh, you know, early gay relationship in nineteen eighties mm. Italy. And then he chooses to use it as the
2: sort of, I don't know,
0: what's addendum title for yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, Montero? Fascinating. Amazing. I was like, yes.
0: <gasps> I think that's really
2: classy. That just shows real class in these artists. I mean, I love Kendrick Lamar massively, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, that's I was great.
0: fascinated. Oh, like, had, a, had a real learning curve in that one. I was like, come on, you should know. Oh, no, you <laughs> don't know this. You need to Google it. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I guess like you, you see it a lot in maybe like shows like Western, musicals and things that have been... Well, I'm thinking of cats. get cats on <laughs> Oh, yeah, T.S. Eliot. It's The time we've talked but, about cats this morning. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, Obsessional. <laughs> but um, was that a good book already? It was just a book, a collection of poems, wasn't it, I think? Yeah. T.S. Eliot. G.S. Eliot. Angela, Angela Weber took it to the, you know, inevitable... Uh, conclusion of where it would go to. <laughs> yeah.
2: James Gordon added to
0: that. And and yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah Rebel it's, it's always, Wilson. It's growing. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I don't really have a point when I'm bringing up cats. I'm no,
2: I just. But I always... remember that book. So when I was, I had a, it as a picture Did book when oh, really? I was little. Yeah. yeah, it was really beautiful. Back in print in the picture book form. It was gorgeous, wasn't yeah. it? I, I That is so. So for me, because I hadn't seen cats and things, and uh, the you know Lloyd Webber's take on it, that for me is still the. The thing. the thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. He's yeah, much nicer. <laughs> it's really lovely. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, I mean, he's just an exceptional poet. He's, you know, poet of a generation. Yeah. Um, and it was. I mean, it's a beautiful book. It's it's constantly. It's owned by Faber. Yeah. As far as I can remember, and it's just constantly brought back. You know, yeah. every, every Christmas a new edition appears. And things like yeah. that. it is a classic.
2: Yeah, another um, generation. And I have yeah. seen cats, and it was wonderful. Oh, good. I'm I'm thinking you're talking about the theatre production rather than the film.
0: Oh, yeah, I haven't seen the film. (laughs) I haven't seen the film. Sorry, that was. I think that was my eleven plus exam treat was to come to London to see Cats. Oh,
2: really? Me and my mum. Yeah, that's when see Cats.
1: I really liked it when I saw it. um, I was sat in the front row. Oh, and did you get like assaulted? Yeah, Yeah, there was like little little cat came up from underneath my legs. (laughs)
0: Oh, what?
1: Yeah, they'd have it like under under your chair. What? Yeah, a- that, Actors would come, come out just out as cats. Really,
0: I mean, I, oh. I'm, I'm loving that you love that. As a young Northern Irish person, I was like, oh my God, you know, what's on? No, 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 no. I mean, I'm really, they're really lucky that they didn't get sort of a, a, yeah. a, a blowback. Because I was, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was yeah. really quite... Quite shocked by somebody yeah. touching me in an
1: audience. Get
2: off! Yeah.
1: I feel like it might not happen anymore. But no. If a new production came out. Yeah. The old nuzzling uh, cat. At yeah. yeah, times
2: of change. Stretched out on, on like, the reel
0: behind you and stuff, like stroking the top of your head. I was like, mate, not no. on. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. Oh, God. Should we go back to talking about um, musicians that have written stuff, like books?
2: Yeah. And Let's do that before we get back. To
1: yeah, think some really good ones, isn't the, the Keith Richard one meant to be good, isn't it? Is that an autobiography? He took uh,
0: like autobiographies or fiction because yeah. some oh, of them oh, have gone right. into fiction. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, big times. Oh,
1: daddy. I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, Age of right. Anxiety.
0: Oh. and
2: how's
1: that? Didn't read it.
0: No, uh, no. Fair I mean,
2: there's not t- in here. No, Oh, it is. Oh, oh it is, is it somewhere?
0: Wow. Absolutely. I would absolutely stalk it. But I mean, the reality is when you are uh, on a bookshop can't read everything no of course you can't read everything and i would say that i'm definitely very fiction driven yeah um more than autobiography dri- well, driven i find, I just find it more i find it more interesting to see how they weave the music yeah to read about the musicians mm. well
2: actually so that that was the another another one of my prongs <laughs> yeah yeah go for it <laughs> was um i a real bugbear about authors particularly writing about classical musicians particularly writing about string players because often it is so twee and nap and it makes me angry <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> there's like Yeah.
2: that you know all string players that they go back and they put on their recording of some late Beethoven string quartets and sit down and muse and then have like uh, just some really naff relationship with somebody else who's also like a string player and oh oh yeah I'm married to a violinist works so I'm saying yeah. there's a problem <laughs> so, here yeah. but yeah but they just are brought together by their love of these quartets and things and I think it, yeah, it's, very... it's not right <laughs> well to be honest I see you more
0: as like I don't see you as that. I see you as, um, you know, Umbrella Academy. Have you seen the Umbrella Academy?
2: No. So oh, but it, I've was heard, it, Yeah, it was yeah. a comic, a graphic yeah. novel. Yeah. Hmm.
0: And Vanya plays the violin in it. Right. And uh, she ends up basically in imploding splu- in, space and time in a white tuxedo, like going off oh, with this electric yes. violin played by um, Elliot Page.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh, Amy, I'm so glad uh, that you've seen yeah, me like, like, she's like lifted, Thank she's
0: lifted up with this like blue blue um sphere of um, sort of energy and electricity before she basically strikes the last note in the world. <laughs> Yes. Oh, wow. yes
1: this uh, is so good is, is that in the tv show or in, the in book? both in both in both yeah yeah mm.
2: yeah so, to watch that show. yeah me oh, too oh it's brilliant it's really
1: yeah. really good i really enjoyed it actually
2: and what's the book like oh so it's, so it's a graph- graphic, graphic, graphic novel,
0: novel. yeah, yeah. Or comic i can't remember i think it was a comic in america and it's sort of a
2: bind-up graphic novel oh, yeah,
0: yeah. here
2: mm. um but yeah it's really really good Really so good. i mean i'm willing to be converted on mm. the whole um writing about music and musicians front so are there any that you think you could recommend to me that aren't naff or twee?
0: In terms of portrayals of musicians,
2: hmm.
0: very little. Um yeah. when it comes classical musicians, definitely. Yes. I think it's really, yeah. really interesting. The one we talked about briefly earlier, um, which is the Julian Barnes, which is the Oh god, you're gonna have to remind me. Is it the man next door or something? And it's it's Should the have to betray- do a quick yeah, do line. it's it's the portrayal of oh, I think it's Rachmaninoff um, or no, can't, it mustn't be. He'd be too young. Um, anyway, it's a composer during um, Stalin, oh, and right. yeah, he, like waiting with man
2: you. in the red coat, man in the red. No, 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 no. Julian Barnes. I'm going getting Julian Barnes' best books. Here we go. The noise of time. That the one. only.
0: That one, the noise, of time. the noise of Time. The Noise of Time. So it's a composer during the sort of ridding of um, intellectuals and cultural professionals in communist Russia. Right. And he's just constantly there with his suitcase waiting at the door. Yeah, um, I, mean, I feel like things like classical musicians and composers are often presented as just otherworldly, not really living in mm. the reality that we live in. And actually, they are real people at the end of the day. I'm sure there are plenty out there that are absolute horses, like any part of the... We've mm, got two of them here. Yeah, <laughs> like any section of the, of the, any part of the world. Yeah. Um, but you have a rather unfortunate portrayal in literature quite often. But this one I really yeah. enjoyed because it's just, it's just a man mm. who is so dedicated to his profession and must continue with that, but realises what will happen at the end of it. Um, and it's really good portrayal actually. I yeah. enjoyed it. It felt as though he wasn't elevated he you know quite often this musicians can be put as sort of untouchable you know they as you say they retire to their they retire to their lovely living room and yeah. and, and that's not most musicians experience you know, he lives in a little flat in
2: in sort of the middle of I think it's St. Petersburg
0: because
2: hmm. um, yeah, well, that's the other thing always classical musicians portrayed as sort of being very wealthy and <laughs> yeah, <you>. like <laughs> where have they got that from
1: <laughs> I know give me <laughs>
3: yeah actually.
1: Yeah.
2: So I think that's a really good example. Okay, um, that's, that's great. That's a
0: kind of very sort of historically specific example. I mean, I think a lot of sort of more contemporary things would be like Zadie Smith's Swing Time. Oh, or, I do like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or the new David Mitchell, uh, Utopia Avenue, which oh. is 60s, um, who pops in? David Bowie pops into it, all these things. I mean, they're much more about, they what we would kind of call almost domestic fiction. They're people-centric they're about yeah. journeys and development and i think those are much better representations um so yeah i mean there are good examples but maybe that's a sort of slightly untapped market yeah there yeah. are definitely books that use music that are an awful lot better than books about musicians
1: mm-hmm. yeah 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 i was thinking of on Chesel beach
0: yes was the it? Amy Keown.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the two main characters are, are classical musicians.
0: They yeah. are. Um, I'm not an Ian McCune fan, right. so yeah. it's, I find it difficult yeah. because yeah. I do find it a bit too rosy for me. Yeah. yeah. There's, like, horrible events within all his books. Yeah. Mm. But it's just something about the writing that I just find a little bit too dissociative, which mm. a lot of people need. So I do recommend it quite a lot because mm. a lot of people need dissociative reads, but I'm not one of those people. Yeah. So mm. um, And, yeah, what's the other one... Uh, the oh, one Belcanto. Bel oh, do you remember that, that one? No, I don't. Know. It was made into a movie with um, Julia, Juliana Moore, I think. Right. Um, and basically, it's I mean, it's Anne Patchett, who's a fab writer. I do enjoy Anne Patchett. Um, and this is a Japanese businessman who's having his birthday party, and he hires like a world renowned soprano to come and sing at it. And then the terrorists break in and hold them all hostage. Wow. And they have this whole like Stockholm Syndrome style thing. But then they have moments and long conversations about music. Some of it I find a bit much. I mean, there's this scene where they talk about the businessman's like, if God had a voice, it would be like this. And I can't believe I'm locked in a room with this voice, this godly voice. And yeah. like, okay, all right, wait, settle down. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're locked in a room, we get it. And if you're having some sort of epiphany, Maybe keep it to yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But they portrayed musician a musician stuck in a very political situation there. So that I mean, I enjoyed it very much. Again, yeah, yeah. What well, about was
1: was Amadeus the book before uh, the film?
0: I don't think so. Not that I've come across.
1: No, hmm. but I guess that, that's a similar sort of uh, thing of an imaginary. I think it was quite real, actually, wasn't mm. it? The, the, the sort of rivalry with him and Sally yeah. area, but but really getting into the characters of it and delving mm-hmm. into that, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's a good story. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. So there's
2: definitely a hole for that to happen now that some authors need to yeah, tap exactly. into a real more something a bit more real. Um,
1: yeah, but a more of a, just a 3D. Yeah, totally. Uh, character of, uh, of a classic musician. Yeah. yeah, it's not. We don't just listen to classical music all the time. Not
2: all the time, no.
1: No, in no. Fact, hardly ever.
2: I don't have a parlor. <laughs> yeah, quite.
1: You don't. No, don't, don't have a parlor. Yeah, exactly. Don't have
0: one.
2: Yeah. Although
0: yeah. my four-year-old did is <laughs> obsessed with listening to. Secret Seven and um, she call it Famous Five at the moment which is not with my sanctity or blessing I am not okay with this but she's obsessed and she keeps sort of finishing with like mommy can I please have some lemonade and we'll have a jolly time like who are you <laughs> but, get out yeah she did actually come into the living room and she went now if we could just build a wall here and a wall here we'll have a pantry and that's- <laughs> Hang on, who are you? Who are you? Um, but no, yeah, you're completely right. Definitely. Every so often, actually, this does happen where you find just blank spaces in literature. And I'm sure there are, again, lots of people screaming now, there's this one and this one and this one. But I'm talking from a commercial point of view, from like a, when I look at the hundreds of books that are going to be published in a, in a month, because we order months ahead with our books, mm. it's kind of, there's enough to fill every bit but when they actually arrive and you put them on you suddenly really start to think you suddenly realize that there are slight gaps that you shouldn't be just have to pull one or two examples you know yeah. there should be more of a, a glut um and there just isn't so i mean that's one that you've touched on by classical musicians in terms of good reads fictional reads There's very few very very few um so maybe they there well, you go. maybe
2: if there's a listener who's into writing yeah. and wants yeah. to give it a go there's a little hole for yeah. you there yeah we were going to do some quick fire sort oh of yeah what actually I was, I
1: was gonna what i was gonna ask about um books that musicians that are working in well this has got very niche question okay. really okay go for it but this is i find my, i find i do my best reading when there's n- when you're not allowed to do anything else <laughs> like if if i <laughs> if like if if you're in a pit Playing a, a show at yeah. the West End or something, you're not allowed to use your phone. Yeah, so you're allowed to read a book most yeah. of the time. Mm. So I get loads of reading done like that.
0: Brilliant! What a great, what a great use of yeah. your time. <laughs> you exactly. that you're getting paid
1: yeah. to read? Exactly. Um, and I've, i so I find I need books that like quickly you're back in the action yeah. in between your, yeah, yeah. your bit of trumpet playing. And I, I I've always sort of found myself leaning towards uh, Stephen King. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, because it's, um, well, it's quickly. It's like, oh, you're back in it, and that's yeah. great. A lot of action. Um, what What would be your recommendations for that kind of? Uh, that doesn't have to be uh, a thriller or or an action flick or a crime yeah, thing, yeah. but but something where uh, or something slightly different I wouldn't have thought of that is you can quickly dip in and out of.
0: Oh, um, so this is this is quite a big request in terms of we do a book subscription like a personalized book subscription um and that would be a question that we would ask about reading habits because you know if you have the very specific example that you've given there yeah. <laughs> or another good one is new parents where you put something down and you really need the pick up ability factor yeah. where you don't need to reread back through a few pages to find out where yes in exactly where so I think rather than giving you a recommendation, I'd probably tell you what to look out for because I need a lot more information on your likes and dislikes. Oh, of
1: course.
0: But I think I would say... (laughs) No, I think I would say that what will get you through and from the Stephen King references is um, narrative arc and plot-driven books. So you are looking for standardised form. You don't want something that has, like an experimental form in its writing so that's like mixtures of like verse and prose mm. or you know, there are books that are written there's one that's written um that's made entirely quoting other books oh. things like that with form is subjective or has been changed in some way will not be helpful mm. um you're looking for a very standardized form but that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be standardized subject so a really good example of that would be something like um my year of rest and relaxation um, and it's a Tessa uh, oh, I can never pronounce her surname it's M-O-S
2: H-F-A-G-H MOSFY
0: oh. uh, so
1: you were about to M-O-S-F-A-G-H. attempt it I and m- you m- get back yeah. to it <laughs> yeah. m- I went MOS yeah. and,
2: and then my brain shut down <laughs> I think,
0: think MOSFY I, I, Mosfa maybe um, by a uh, girl who takes a year off from life and basically medicates herself Out of existence. And she's a gallery curator in Chelsea. And it's fascinating because it's very short chapters, which is kind of what you want as well. You want that kind of muscle memory, because it is muscle memory actually, of where you are in the book, and short chapters helps with that.
2: Hmm.
0: It's very much her narrative arc. You're not, she's not achieving masses and masses of things in the book, it's her journey. So you're not trying to remember like, okay, well, where was she? What place is she at? You're just like straight back in. Okay, she's having an even shitter day today. Um, and you know, it is really, really good. And I'm not gonna give it all away, but there's a there's a scene that involves doing a giant poop, dogs that have lasers inserted into their eyes, stuffed dogs. Wow. It's a uh, yeah. Wow. It's quite interesting. Right. It's an interesting, but yeah, that would be my recommendation is yeah. you're looking for just strong forward movement, like whether it's a character or the plot that, it's that arc that's going to keep you moving mm. short chapters are a great one yeah um short stories really good short stories like george saunders or miranda july mm. where you are straight in it
2: like their picture portraits mm. almost they're really good as well i wanted to ask you about the new george saunders book i wasn't actually gonna yeah. ask on this but i wanted to know because i read lincoln in the bardo which i thought was brilliant brilliant oh,
1: yeah so good. i've heard about that
2: yeah it's really it's, good yeah, yeah. What's the new one like that he's written? Um, so it was nonfiction. Um, yeah, it
0: is at, at oh god, do you me at swimming. Yes, in, in the pond, something in, to do with the, Russia
2: or something. Swimming no, in the pond in the rain, right? Something like Not that. Not to do with Russia. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, it is. <laughs> is it? Oh, yeah.
0: So it's a um, exploration of some lectures yeah. that he gave, um, and it's sort of applying the learnings of Russian literature. I haven't read it yet oh um, haven't you no, no I was no, wondering. No. Um, no this is this is the thing about being a bookseller again I said you can't read everything but you have to know about everything yeah um, which is great because I mean you can do that in, in many ways you, yeah you can have colleagues read it yeah and then we we discuss every week the books that we've been reading and you can read reviews and yeah. I read the review I think it was the LRB or something that I read it in yeah or it could have been it could have been social media like we follow social media because loads of Loads and loads of book reviewers are reading books, so we can gain some knowledge of those books yeah. through them. Um so yeah, it's as far as I remember, it's a series of his lectures, and it's about sort of applying and recognizing the value of the Russian principles within these literary works.
2: Yeah, I but think it's, I'd was, have to give it it's some. Quite readable. Yeah. Yeah, it, would be, oh, it would be commitment. Yeah, yeah. But George Saunders is very readable. Yeah, really good. That is good Right.
1: Yeah. Just going back to books written in a musical form um i just remembered a book michael on that how do you pronounce that name he did Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and
0: the english patient yeah yeah yeah, yeah, well,
1: yeah. He, he wrote a book about buddy bolden coming he through slaughter
0: did, which i remember seeing what's it called it's sort of in it's like three words i can see the cover coming da, da, da. through
1: slaughter oh coming called, through slaughter that's it. That's that's it.
0: Like, yeah. there we go oh, three words yeah, Perfect. yeah, yeah. There, you got it <laughs> i was
1: like yeah i can see it <laughs> three see words cover. And yeah <laughs> and and that's written. Have you have you read that no. book? Uh, but it's it's kind of so. Buddy Bolden was a jazz trumpet player, a cornet player in New Orleans, and he he was just before uh, recordings were, were being made. So there's, I don't think there's any recording of him at all. But yeah. he was he was massive. But he had uh, mental illness, and he he ended up going to a, like an asylum and, and all that. But the book is written in in a jazz style. It's it's oh
0: cool.
1: <laughs> you, oh you're yeah, I was
0: gonna say yeah, that's gonna be interesting form wise. Yeah,
1: and and also. And it kind of visually, so visually, it's written sort of the words are kind of all over the place on the page, and yeah. and his brain is deteriorating as well. So it's a it's a fascinating book. It's, it's yeah. really it's a really brilliant book to read. Um, just kind of totally captures everything that's going on there.
0: Well, there is a there is like quite a strong literary musical link with that particular period of time. So like. You would have, you guys would have come across all the Harlem Renaissance stuff in terms of jazz, and is it, is that a thing in music?
1: Um, Harlem Renaissance. Harlem Renaissance. Yeah, I, I it's not a phrase I'm familiar with. No, no, yeah.
0: Okay, so um, in terms of what I understand, it would be the sort of birth of jazz and and the sort of revival of the black communities post sort of coming out of the end of slavery and moving into sort of urban locations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um and I think it was maybe 1920s and it was very much focused around Harlem in New York. So previous to that you have we there's many mentions in books about things like um in the fields and the spirituals and things but yeah. the the Harlem Renaissance was the first time that people were very sort of openly urban. Yeah. Um and this sort of springing up of jazz clubs and all and it linked in with literature so there are quite a few books that are described as being of the harlem renaissance and it's as you say that very fragmented writing um it's usually about sort of quite emotive guttural experiences and um, which play in obviously to the music that they're creating at that time so there's one like um Cain by Jean tomer which i don't even think is in print anymore um who else would be around Oh, goodness, now you've really tested my memory. I mean, it's a long time ago. <laughs> but, yeah, Harlem Renaissance is, is a fascinating time. Yeah, oh, yeah, um, yeah. Ralph Ellison's The Invisible Man. Oh, yes. Oh. So, yeah, Invisible Man's written around that time as well, which I think it's written later, but it's set around that time. Um, very much the sort of interplay, or, so the premise is that jazz is really permeating all sides, including this writing. So this writing is, as you say, very fractured, very almost scattergun-ish mm. but it's claimed it's very very much claimed
2: as the new black ex- a new black space yeah um so yeah. it is fascinating yeah. yeah i remember us talking briefly when i was asking you trying to twist your arm to come and chat to us um about <laughs> the, the whole thing about music and literature and scenes through time basically so i was wondering at the moment can you see a group of authors and and musicians or like, um, A sort of wave of music and and writing that go together currently. Mm. Good question. Sorry, still eating. It's okay, Um, (laughs) They're very good cakes.
0: I'm just looking at mine still. I
1: paused mine because it was a bit noisy. Oh, sorry. No, this donut is just a bit. (laughs) I
0: I, I didn't have that grace. I was like, I'm hungry. No, no, do it, do it. Um, I think we've hit a bit of a crossroads with that, probably. Mm. So music is very much used as a social tool. I think, in books quite often. So, like, a really good example would be a big example like Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Way back. And the girls are sort of famed for their musical ability or not. You know, Lizzie always has a lovely singing voice. Mm. And there's that big scene where Mary gets on the piano and, you know, she doesn't maybe have the best musical ability. And the father sort of storms up. That you know, all the girls are screaming that she's embarrassing them. And the father storms <laughs> up and says, "That's enough now, Mary. Beautiful playing." <laughs> you know, and she's absolutely decimated by yeah. it. Um, recently, they've written a book called The Other Bennett Girl, which talk, is from her perspective, and it talks about her embarrassment in it. So, music's definitely being a sort of a sign of social status. And you know, many of those classics are all about what balls they went to and what music. And yeah, pretty much mm-hmm. so. And it's carried on. I mean we've really seen it we've seen it as a sign of cool like if the big big seller last year was Daisy and the Six and that was sort of set in the like the 60s the formation of a band and things and it's not necessarily that our, our type of music matches our type of literature it's sort of used as signifiers like if you if you want to present yourself as a particular kind of person or author you might reference the 60s and and the sort of politics. The music would then link you to the politics and the social scene then, or you might reference the 80s, because that would link you in a different way. Do you understand? It's yeah. not... I'm explaining really badly. No, I
2: think... Because I, I was thinking about Paris with the, the people like Toulouse-Lautrec and, uh, yeah. and that whole scene around then. Yeah. I was trying to say this to you earlier and I could only think of that one name. Isn't that poor? But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Is it Satie like, around then? And Would that be right? If I got Sardi's two lovely. different... No, Eric is, later, isn't it? Is, is, yeah, isn't I was he? trying to think. I was imagining, like, the beginning of Moulin
1: Rouge, you know, when they're mm-hmm. all yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: together. Well,
1: He's the director? Woody Woody Allen. Yeah, yeah. The Woody Allen film, uh, Midnight oh, in Paris. yes. Yeah. And that's kind yeah. of an imagined...
0: Oh, goodness. Because <laughs> oh, no. well, I used to work for that bookshop where it's oh, filmed. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 Shakespeare and Company. Yeah. 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 How I'm, was that? Oh, I, I mean, I'm not sure how many times a day in, I could answer in English and French. Where exactly did um, Woody Woody Allen sit? Where oh, exactly God, did, yeah. You Who know? was like, um, Owen Wilson? Yeah. yeah. Did, did you like Owen? Well, no, I wasn't here when he was... <laughs> <laughs>
1: because <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was the sort of imagined thing where he it was like goodnight sweetheart wasn't it yeah, yeah. It was similar plot to that Does where it? he'd go back and there'd be like S. scott fitzgerald and yeah, all Hemingway, the and all that. Were they all around there and was to lose trek in it
2: i don't
0: know
1: what I feel like
2: is that i'm so bad on eras in history and i don't so
0: I yeah. know to lose the treks um that's sort of what's it called fantasy ec he's like the turn of the century yeah yeah yeah, is yeah. Before. Oh, and oh, then yeah, you've yeah. got like gainsborough and all those guys and Kerouac and stuff. Mm. They arrived. Van
1: Gogh was he? Was he around? Van Gogh? Yeah. Oh, Van Gogh's way way before, wait, 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 Is it right. way before? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> We're well, the, going to chuck in there. Serge Gates. As, as a note here, um, booksellers
2: need to have good history
1: yeah. so.
2: <laughs> wow, the Musicians f- don't.
1: The poster for that film was with Van Gogh, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. But I. But oh, maybe. So, what was he doing? Mixing? I don't know. Eras.
1: Oh, I can't Forget remember. that. Forget yeah. I said anything like yeah. that. I wish I. Had <laughs> <also>. <laughs> well,
2: we can completely change it. The
0: French. I mean, there's lots of really interesting. You know, we have to remember it's not just us. The French are producing amazing music and literature at the same time. Oh and yeah, and they're yeah. politicized. So, um, yeah, it's yeah. it is definitely. <laughs> it's like a social... William the Conqueror. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. Was he hanging it? around at the <laughs> yeah, same
2: time as yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, that's right. Oh, with Debussy, hang on. Oh no, the it's got. <laughs> yeah.
3: um,
2: I was thinking actually of Kate. Now remind me of the Senate who wrote the bricks that build oh Kate Tempest. Kate Tempest. Kate, Kate. Kate Tempest is not Kate Tempest. Yeah, because I was thinking there's a big sort of crossover, isn't there? Because I. Out. am i right in thinking that they are musician as well there's yes yeah
1: i think um they were a poet and then they teamed up with with uh i can't remember the name of the producer but then together they kind of made this album which got got up for um the mercuries yeah, so, yeah so i was
2: thinking of a sort and, of modern day equivalent of that kind of yeah. scene of musicians and writers and well, i think oh, sorry there's definitely sorry the, the french connection has
0: just reminded me like one of my favorite french artists and One that I've seen uh, and and the the gig just like sticks in my mind is a guy called um, Woodkid. Have you heard Woodkid? No. No. So I think as far as I know, don't quote me on this. I'm fairly certain he's French Algerian or he's definitely Southern French. He's not Parisian or anything. Um, And he is exactly as you say, he's kind of like makes music, but also like produces films and, you know, designs um, sneakers and he lives mm-hmm. part-time in France, part-time in Brooklyn. Blah, blah, and just, you know, got a finger in every pie and, yeah. you know, he, write, he writes articles for this and he does that. I mean, that's, again, part of it. Like, his music is very politicised, but it's all sort of signifiers. And, I mean, and the thing I realised recently was it was used for an Adidas commercial, one of his big tracks. Uh, I recognised it. I was like, oh, yeah, wicked, amazing. And it's definitely that full circle of like social signifiers. So yeah. They want to align themselves not necessarily with just that music, but with the idea that he uh, you know, is lyrically quite profound, even though there's, there's very few lyrics on the actual commercial, but they want to buy into the fact that he's this person that does all these things and is a sign of our times.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So often it's like you were just saying and and right back to the beginning of the conversation about that politics is often at the centre of these oh, yeah, things yeah. That sort of is the linking factor with bringing everyone in and
0: and um, it can be it can sometimes feel a bit superfluous like it can feel or sorry no not superfluous um, like trite yeah so they recently there was a new imprint um, from Penguin which is I think it's from Penguin which is Murky which is run by Stormzy so oh, right. Stormzy's record label now has a publishing wing
1: wow
0: no um, and I'd love to know more about it Because I can't tell yet, just from the selection of titles that are out, I can't tell yet how much it's like a political move on their part and how much it's like a totally inspired move.
2: Mm.
0: Um, Mm. Some of the books are brilliant. Mm. Some of the books seem to fall into some stereotypes and I I won't name names. But um, yeah, I'd be really interested to see how that develops. And I'd love to know how much is behind how much support he's getting, how much is behind him, how much instruction, yeah. or whether it is just part of a, a portfolio of imprints.
1: Mm.
2: Oh, that's really
0: interesting.
1: I think he, he's he's really. Uh, he, I know he he runs a scholarship for for people to go to Oxbridge. Or yeah, and so he's you know really into the the academic side of things, and mm. and also the, I mean the, his music is and a lot of grime and I mean it's predominantly about the words isn't it really i'd say more than the the musical content
2: yeah um
1: obviously the musical content is great as well you can you can like enjoy it and dance to it and stuff but it's about it's about the words and and it's proper poetry and and really harnessing like a mood and the the zeitgeist you know it really captures a, a generation um so i think um that's a that's a real place where literature and music um collides yeah. Probably more so than than well other, other genres that are out there at the moment. Like I don't know what what what, 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 what indie Brit Brit pop I mean that kind of doesn't. Brit pop is always just a load of bollocks. Totally. Yeah. Just like bad bad lines. And, yeah. um, I, I was the other. I was talking about my bands the other day. We played the Clapham Grand. Uh, we did Park Life and yeah. um, I I did the the, the Phil Daniels bit. Uh, did you doing Park Life? Well done. And, and <laughs> again, I, I've never. Um, I've listened to that song, you know, a thousand times, um, but I don't take in lyrics. So I had to I had to learn those lyrics. And it's just total bollocks. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even yeah.
1: Confidence is a preference for the habitual voyeur of what is known as. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. What?
2: <laughs> yeah, just
0: trying to take <laughs> it apart. The
1: hell?
0: <laughs> but, I mean, I think sometimes keeping it, even if it's nonsense, keeping it simple is lyrically valid. Yeah. So, I, so as soon as you were talking about Park Life, my mind went to, um, you know, Teenage Kicks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you listen to their whole album... Oh God, what are they called now? I forgot. Fergal, Sharky... Yeah, uh, The Undertones. Oh, the Undertones. Yeah. The
1: Undertones. They're from Belfast.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I grew up on them. Yeah, of course. And The Undertones, I mean, their whole album, they've got things like My Perfect Cousin um, is one of the songs. And it's basically, he's like, My Perfect Cousin... Uh, he wears a sheepskin jacket, I can't remember all the rest of it. it's something to do with like, my ma says he's great, but I, but I don't think he is, he, he doesn't, it's just, it's the most, ba- they're, they're basically just narrating their life. Yeah. There's one about a Mars bar, like coveting <laughs> yeah. a Mars bar. There's one about looking at girls on the beach and never being able to get to them. Obviously teenage kicks is just about climbing out your window and having a great time. Yeah. And I just think there's, like, a lyrical validity to something as simple as that. Like, park life was meant to be simple. But if you can't describe what's going on around you,
2: then it sort of falls flat.
3: (laughs) That's like the streets.
2: All the stuff on the streets album. I was listening to one of them the other day, and it's just an erasure. Like, with that one about, oh, God, what's he called, where they go out for the night. It's just about him going out for the night. Oh, yeah, yeah. And buying his kebab or whatever.
0: Yeah, as long as it's, like, (laughs) as long as there's some sort of sense of authenticity with it yeah i'm okay yeah. with you talking about a mars bar yeah, oh, yeah. because you're totally in it yeah. about this mars bar i feel that with the undertones think they're a really good example of using just having no lyric craft but mm. getting away with it yeah because they just are totally invested they're yes like, we are going to tell you off this moment what it feels yeah. like to be a teenager in this second with these privations, and this is what
2: i'm interested yeah. in
1: which I love.
2: Well, it makes it accessible as well, doesn't it? They're yeah. not trying to be too clever, it's, and it's, yeah, it's
1: just truth, isn't it? It's like yeah. it's so, and even if it's specific to a, a certain location and time period, that that kind of even makes it more accessible to anyone in the world. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, I, I can relate to that. You
0: know, yeah. yeah, I could. I mean, definitely, thirty years later, as a teenager, they're actually they're from Derry.
1: I'm from Belfast, but
0: the I could totally relate to those moments of like, oh, yeah do you, you know your grandmother yeah. did you know what your cousin aaron's doing now <laughs> mm. and uh you know and, oh, and now eve is flying at school she's flying so, now have you done your homework you know like yeah, yeah. that's just this kind of like i could totally see uh where furl sharky was coming from and i think that that's an, an amazing talent whereas words are just words when you put them in a line and they if they don't have any Sense behind, Heart them. behind them, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One of my favorite books uses music as a weapon, which I think is fascinating. Um, so I don't know if you've ever read The Virgin Suicides, no, by no. Jeffrey Eugenides. Love that book. <gasps> oh, <laughs> love Good tip. that book. It's tiny, tiny wee thing. I just wish it went on for We all got now. it here, yeah, might nice. grab it today. So, new, brand new modern classic cover, it's very nice. Well,
1: it does look, um, nice. does look nice, nice, yeah. Uh,
0: nice. So it's obviously I'm not giving anything away by saying that there is a lot of death in it. <laughs> there are no, there are no virgins left at the end but during the during the book, the girls are increasingly locked up more and more and more by their family and the one thing they have, the one tool of rebellion they use is a re- is a record player and they have these records and they play them and their dads with every sort of transgression each time they push further away, they're pulled tighter back in and the dad, I think it is I can't remember if it's the mom or the dad, one of the parents smashes all the records um, and the neighbourhood boys phone the house when they know the parents are going to be away and play records down the phone to the girls wow. oh. so, isn't it? and I just always, I just loved it I mean, the, the records in that book are rebellion restoration deprivation fulfillment they're all those things um and I mean it's quite a sort of standard playlist in it it's like Simon and Garfunkel and Bob Dylan and those guys but it's very much off the 60s off the 70s and yeah you can see as the as each girl leaves the book
1: Mm. you can see the music (laughs) and
0: kind of changing and following that journey which is really
2: good oh that's cool um one more quick, quick fire. Yeah. Just, uh, just checking that you've got oh, great. Right, just to send you on your way. <laughs> um, so we've got a book that you can read quickly and get back into quickly. How about something for if you're on a long, if you're doing lots of long haul journeys, tours, something that you can really throw yourself into on those long journeys? Mm, I would suggest getting your hand on
0: hands on a series. Mm-hmm. Um, because then you always have the motivation to keep going. I would never start a series before you go away. Okay. I would st- trial it first, find a series, and then move f- with that. So, I mean, if you haven't done the Wolf Hall trilogy... No, I haven't I mean, yet. I sing, have you? You, no. you know, oh. bit of, a bit of Tudor Tudor historical fiction, um, yes. really well written. You can do those. Uh, you could hone into a genre. Yeah. I mean, I'm a massive fan of uh, Golden Age crime i love yeah. golden age crime like all the kind of country house murders and not you know the kind of agatha christie's the best well-known but actually she's probably not the best written <laughs> there's <laughs> others that are much better and um, so if i know that i'm going to be somewhere where i'm high pressured and i'm going to struggle and need that relaxation i'll take a chunk of those and know that i'm just going to read those because they're kind of almost like a salve
2: yeah um who would you, who's your go-to author for that
0: kind of stuff? Then? Oh, uh, probably like Dorothy L. Sayers or Marjorie Ellingham. Great. They're really, really good examples of that who are incredibly readable, but I would say better written. Yeah. like yeah, yeah, so they give me some of the kind of literary sustenance that I need bound up in the kind of like the Christie plot, which is yeah. great. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would head... And it will be what genre that you, what genre you like? Yeah. So it will be historical fiction, or it will be slasher murder for Seb. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like, just find a really good series of that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, for you, maybe if you wanted something a bit different, it would be like all the Pushkin Vertigo stuff. So Pushkin Vertigo is Pushkin Press, and Vertigo is their crime imprint, and they bring books that have gone from our psyche back. So they do all that kind of like murder, more psychological thriller, but a bit more bizarre. So uh the guys that wrote Vertigo, which was turned into the Alfred Hitchcock, yeah. um, they're in there. that was the first book that was republished. Oh, right. okay, yeah. Um oh, so cool. there are two French authors from the fifties. Ah. Um so yeah things like that. Brilliant. I, I would nice. find I would find your niche by either series or publisher, test it out before and find that comfort zone and then go with it. Either that or set yourself the ridiculous challenge, which many people do, to never engage in the classics before and then say, I'm just going to read all the classics and then take them all.
2: And they were like, oh, do they know what they're doing? (laughs) Yeah. I might just go for a selection of um, books about string quartets. Oh, yeah, Harry
0: Potter. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. there you go.
2: So again, I love them, actually.
0: (laughs) There's a... Mine are all too young. I can't like we can't go down that route yet. yet. Not not yet. Um, Uh, There's there's been a sort of inkling of who is this Harry Potter? I'm like you will find out in two years. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. 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 you will wait. It will be (laughs) weird because I can imagine all the questions that are going to come out of that. Yeah, we're on on
2: Prisoner of of Azkaban at the moment with Henry. Oh, yeah, it's quite dark
0: actually. The Dementors.
1: That is scary. Scary.
0: Yeah. I'm always I'm always really careful about that when I sell them to people. Yeah. I really do ask, what age is your child? Mm. I really wouldn't recommend going past until this
2: age. Or I wouldn't go to this one until this age. Much darker than you think. They really are. Three, I reckon three onwards, it starts getting a bit... mm. Mm. I wouldn't say three
0: until you were. Don't go past three until you're at least over seven or eight.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. That would be my recommendation.
0: And there's loads of other ones that are comparable Obviously, that aren't Harry Potter, but that we can find you something that fills that need, that's slightly more content appropriate. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. We're doing the Percy Jacksons at the moment. Oh well. yeah, they're good. Rick Riordan. Yeah, yeah, really good. Have you read that?
1: No, I haven't. Oh. No.
0: Have you done the own coffer, um Artemis file? No. Oh, good. Are Artemis they? Well. Oh, rough. I do remember I have that that one from being younger as well. Like it's my brother because i would have been too old but like secretly being quite interested (laughs)
2: yes (laughs) judy bloom that's what i did when i was younger oh she's back is Is she she? yeah it's just um
0: they're being republished oh Oh, and do you remember Anne fine who wrote like flower baby and stuff yeah yeah new book from her this year no could you not (gasps) (gasps) that's nostalgia god said you were really old they're all back um mr ben um, yeah. you know, they're going yeah. to the getting changed. Oh, I thing. love that. The books of those are back.
2: Oh. Richard
0: Scarry's back. Yeah.
2: Very good. I remember the Judy Blooms being passed around at school. Oh, a bit Launchy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Ver- yeah, I remember year six at school passing around forever by Judy Bloom. I remember my mum find it. Sorry, mum. Not, and she wasn't <laughs> impressed. I bought that with my pocket money when I was 11. <laughs> it was a bit much. It was a bit of an education for yeah. an 11 yeah, year old.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's quite a few. <laughs> I, there's definitely that, and uh, there's like a little dearth of kind of troubles literature that we're forced to read, you know. And it's always a uh, you know across the barricade kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, and and then and then Daddy got shot, and, it's, and all of us are just going, what the hell's going on? Oh. Why are we making us read this? This isn't really, like, this oh, isn't helping. God. Um, so yeah, I was quite I was quite thankful when they handed me flower babies and we were like, yeah, read that one. Don't get pregnant. Yeah, thanks. <laughs>
1: about that
2: oh great stuff so that's a lot of books to read now isn't it yeah
1: yeah Yeah. we've started a reading list
2: yeah yeah that's great are you gonna go for a whole new series of slasher horrors
1: Mm. yeah (laughs) yeah or the harry potters yeah i think i'll start with the harry potters
2: yeah i think that's a good idea too um i'm so sorry i'd just like to say apologize for my terrible knowledge on french history it was a Me bit too. shameful. Like, I, I, my mind went completely blank and I could only think of like one name <laughs> to lose Lautrec. <laughs> very, very embarrassing. Wow.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I got confused, but mm-hmm. I think I explained that, that I got confused because in Midnight in Paris. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's set in like 1920, but on the poster, they did use some Van Gogh.
2: That is confusing quite Which
1: is, i guess from like 1880 something oh,
2: 1890 yeah i'm not going to so commit to got, any dates
1: you... <laughs> no, i, I know think that i can't anymore. be
2: trusted it's fine it
1: all happened in the past yeah good there we are i think <laughs> anyway um yeah. so that that was amy thanks a lot for letting us into your shop we didn't say actually she yeah. uh, she was actually moving house the next day oh
2: yes yeah, she was
1: so thanks so much for fitting us in yeah i know what that what stressful time that is
2: yeah, that was brilliant that Making she did like that.
1: Last-minute trips to B and Q to buy some bubble wrap. <laughs> exactly. Oh, we need some old cardboard boxes. This brown tape is rubbish.
2: Yeah. That kind of stuff. Cleaning products, a go-go nightmare. Oh. Nightmare. Yeah. Thanks, Amy. That was amazing. So nice to chat to you. And guys, go into Flocks if you're in the Leighton area. It's amazing. Did I just freeze?
1: You did, but <laughs> did that's I okay. Freeze? You froze, oh good, but it's all okay. fine. I'm conscious that I'm wearing glasses and I think they're a bit squeaky against
2: my. Oh, headphones. I can't
1: hear them, are they? You... let Less...
2: Nobody's creating fantastic twitching actions, it's amazing.
1: <laughs> oh, I just h- hit my head against the mic. I
2: did hear that one, yes.
1: You're <laughs> professional podcasters, I guess. and
2: uh, absolutely nailing
1: uh, it quickly. Verity, yeah, good, good week.
2: Um, yes. Busy week, bit hectic, yeah. all a bit end of termy here with the kids, and there's a lot. There's a lot, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, yeah. all fine. I'm very much just on the edge of being in control. How about you, Excellent. Seth?
1: Yeah, good. Um, d- uh, dent dentistry, good. Uh, Cancel gigs,
2: all the usual
1: podcasting, yeah, yeah. the usual. Yeah, we had a little good.
2: little day trip today, didn't we? It was very nice. We
1: did. Yeah. We did. Like, I, I don't know if you can tell. We're not, we're not sick of each other no. at all. But <laughs> we've, we've, we've conversed a lot today. We drove <laughs> for about five hours in I total. I reckon,
2: in total, yeah. And
1: then a podcast in the middle with a very nice guest.
2: Oh, lovely. Who gave us cakes to take home and I've just eaten some. Have you tried them yet?
1: No. No, no, <sighs> that's my treat for, for doing this.
2: I, yeah flipping out i deserve they a good. treat or
1: anything but um <laughs> but to give you a clue about that guest
2: yeah
1: it's it's someone that has made food on the tv mm. but is 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 a, is a musician in a way like yeah is, is part of the, ha, the okay, they, sing, <laughs> they sing they sing they <laughs> sing That's a hell of a clue, Seb. That's great. Work it out from that. But but, (laughs) hey, you've probably seen them cooking some food on the TV. I
2: reckon so. And you've probably seen them on the TV in more than one way.
1: Yeah. More than one way. Many ways. Put that together.
2: Yeah.
1: That's probably going to come out in the next couple of weeks. weeks. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Uh, So that's what we've been up to. And um, as I said earlier in the show, why not get in touch with us? Tell us your literary recommendations.
2: Oh, please do. Because
1: it'd be nice to talk about that, about yeah. what um, what books you're reading, especially ones related to music and written by musicians, that mm. kind of stuff. That would um, be great. Yeah, so get in touch. Our email address is... three Hello. A bar. Isn't
2: it hello at three in oh, a
1: bar? <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> hello at three in a bar com yeah i can't i remember that that's so stupid. i always doubt
2: myself always doubt myself hello that three in com. Yeah, please we and love an email
1: on social media you can get in touch too yeah just search three in a bar yeah
2: Come you'll find on. us
1: mm. and uh thanks for listening everyone if you're yeah. new if you're one of the like from the book scene well hello welcome hi
2: i hope you hope we haven't put you off
1: <laughs> no usually on this podcast we chat to a musical guest each week Musicians or singers? Oh my god, that's so rude, isn't it?
2: They are musicians, strictly speaking, aren't they?
1: Yeah, isn't your Forget sister-in-law
2: a singer as well?
1: Yeah, or to yeah. watch yourself. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't. I don't mean it like that. <laughs> Instrumentalists,
2: yes, or singers, singers, yeah.
1: People that have heard music. It's People basically,
2: that like music are allowed on. In fact, if you're yeah. a person that thinks you've a story to tell. Who'd like to talk to us, get in touch and we could chat to you on our pod as well. Well, you know, if you like music and you've got some association with it, that'd be nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, too general? Well, I mean, there's got to be some sort of uh, entry criteria.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, About grade three. I mean, the main thing is
1: if if you live near Verity, you've got a very strong chance of getting on.
2: Super strong. (laughs) Especially
1: if you own one of the shops on.
2: Oh, Francis on Francis uh, Road
1: Francis Road Yeah
2: Yeah So there's a few more of them We can use There's, <laughs> there's a lovely florist Flowers and music <laughs> Flowers and music What do you reckon yeah. Um, yeah, yeah Good bakers Cakes and music Cakes and music anyone right. Yeah
1: well, we're, we're onto something aren't we Yeah we
2: are Yeah um, Right well, well I think we should go. go And lead these Lovely people
1: Thanks Listeners See you next time Yeah On Three in a Bar
2: Bye. Bye.